Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. We're uh, we're in hiding this morning in the capital in a uh, what did you call it? An um, undisclosed corner of the Pink Dome. And um, uh, there you go. We are hiding out in the Pink Dome in the People's Republic of Austin. We are up here because we're getting ready to go testifying in front of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Is going to be meeting today, and they are taking. Um, public testimony and on the pandemic response. And so we're up here to tell our story. We know there are uh, Fran and her group of people are coming down from the Metroplex. You know, it's funny, I keep saying Metroplex. There's so many new people in the state. Yes. But when you say Metroplex, Angela, well, I know what it is. You know what it is. Look, they don't know it's really fun. Metroplex yes. is the Dallas Fort Worth. Yes, that's correct. So, is Houston have a name? I have not. I have not heard one. Houston is all by itself. It's just Houston. That's just right. Great. All right. So, there you go. They're coming down from the Metroplex, and I'm pretty sure we've got Kathy who's on her way down. She's amazing. And so, we've got a, uh, hopefully some folks from Fredericksburg, the Hill Country, coming down. And uh, so, and if you can't make it, um, you actually can uh, tune this in today. Um, if you go to the uh, uh, the legis- uh, Texas Legislature online, <clears throat> you can tune in and watch this hearing. And uh, if you don't know how to do that, then you need to make sure you sign up for my class when it gets offered on how to navigate the Texas Legislature online. So, before we get started here, we have the calendar. There's something going on big tonight in Fredericksburg, and uh, Jeanette, our point person in Fredericksburg, has provided Angela with all the information. Yes. So, Angela, tell us. I would be happy to do that tonight at 5.30 at the Fredericksburg Independent School District Central Admin Office on they are having a public meeting to discuss budget and proposed tax rates. Now, listen, folks, you just got your tax bill, maybe a month or so ago. You're going to be out there protesting it. Well, this is where it all starts. This is where the sausage is made, and this is why you get that tax bill that you hate opening every every year, right? Right. So, what is going to happen is that the independent school, the school district is going to have a hearing tonight, um, allow the taxpaying citizens to speak. Let me just tell you, um, if they're early enough, it starts at 530. If you want to speak, I definitely be there around 5 o'clock. The school district is the largest entity, uh, taxing entity on your tax bill. So, um, let me just say that this year, according to FISD, the calculated average increase for homeowners, if they continue to keep the same tax rate, is going to be $316 per year. That's going to be on average a $316 uh, tax increase. Now, the, ta- the, the school district, when they were trying to float their bond and their bond passed, for a new middle school told you that your taxes are not going to increase. They did not say that your tax rate, they, they specifically said your... Your tax rate would not increase. Exactly. 
that great? Okay, they used the word great. Yeah. Okay. When they did that, they failed to remind you that your valuations are going through the roof. And they also didn't didn't even mention that there there are is plenty of building and development around Fredericksburg that they in fact could potentially lower the tax rate. But that at this point is not what they are planning to do. They in fact in their presentation mentioned the tax rate and then probably would say the same. I'm signing right. for that presentation record. So we need you we need you to be there. Even if you're just listening ears and eyes are on the members of the board. They think and they should think that no one is watching because typically there's low turnout. People don't show up and they go ahead with their plans. Um, but if you are interested in all, you should be because if you look at that tax bill, you will see uh, that the school district is the biggest tax entity. You need to be there tonight in Fredericksburg for the budget and tax rate hearing. Let me add one other thing while we're talking about budget. Please save the date for the city council's public input on Tuesday, July the 5th. This is after the 4th of July. They won't have their meeting on the 4th because of of the holidays, but we need you to save that day. We'll be talking more about it, but it's very similar to what I just talked about. Yeah, yeah and, and, and how convenient. Yes. The, the 5th of July. Yes. How many of us are still going to be on the road? On the road, trying to get back. Trying to get yeah, but they're going to do it right after. And yeah. it has been rumored that one of our Fredericksburg City Council members believes that one of our priorities to spend your tax dollars on is improving all the parks, because we definitely need more pickleball courts. We need more pickleball courts. Yes. You heard that. Yes, say it, I would say the day before Listen, there is um, a number of counties and cities in the state have, have realized over the last few years that the that with the growth in their county and city, that they are able to keep the tax, the final tax line, not the rate, but what you pay in taxes, they can arrange that so that you and I, who have paid in the past, will pay the same amount. Mm-hmm. So if the, for example, if the valuation of the property went up, you know, X percent, they can lower the tax rate so that they get no new revenue. Right. All right. So now what does that mean? That means they're always going to operate on the same budget? Of course not. All the new people, all the growth that comes in, that word growth means growth in taxes, tax right. income as well. And so, if you if you've been paying your taxes for years and years, and um, it goes up because of the valuations, and your city council and school board members say we're not raising your tax rate, right. not ta- raising your tax rate, um, they're telling you the truth. They're not, but your taxes are going up, and that's because they're just kicking back and smiling on the inflation and the growth yes. and the property values. What they need to do is, is in, in the hill country, is do what many other places around the state have done, and that is the lower the tax rate yes. relative to the rise in the valuation. That's correct. And they will get more money from businesses and growth. Mm-hmm. Now, the only place that's not going to work is in a, in a dying community. Right. If you live in some little town that's 
not grow it. That's right. And, and so that's when the municipality takes that into account. So literally, when valuations are skyrocketing and rates should drop, yes. when the valuations are stagnant or dropping, you would then maybe increase the tax rate a bit to cover that. But that still takes care of it to protect your taxpayer. Listen, I don't, I don't know about Kerrville, but I think in general, Fredericksburg and the Hill Country in general, yes, everything's going. Yes. Prices are all going up. Your, your valuations are going up, so they're going to be making tons and tons of more money, and their and their trick is going to be to figure out how to spend it. Pickleball court. I just yes. heard that this morning. Yes, we did. Pickleball court. That's what we need. I haven't even heard of pickleball, and I asked Gail about it last week, and she said they actually played it when she was in college. So that was like last century. Well, like I, that. I, 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 um, the next thing on your calendar uh, is uh, July 17th, Sunday, July 17th, over in New Braunfels. We're going to be talking about that every day. Your opportunity to meet uh, David Clark, share David Clark, and uh, see an awesome movie, uh, No Time to Run, as well as President George Washington is going to be there giving us a, a uh, State of the Union, 2022 State of the Union address. So... Let me give you a little bit of Ben Franklin before we go, and then we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and talk about the Dobbs decision because we were on the air Friday when that decision broke, and uh, we've all talked about this over the weekend. So there's a couple of things I want to point out that I haven't heard yet from anybody. So we're going to do that. Let's see. Um, uh, let's find you um, a, a random poor Richard. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. One, one good husband is worth two good wives. For the scarcer things are, the more their value. Hmm, I you saying that two good wives are more scarce? One good, I'm just saying a good husband is more scarce. That's just saying. All right, there you go. Ben Franklin, thank you very much with Angela's uh, explanation. Folks, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. We are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. We're working on our sound. Um, we were, uh, anyway, Bob's helped us uh, get a better sound. I hope this is better. I think Angela sounds better now. You sound better now, Angela? I really think I do sound better, Matt. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, we are back. So, uh, obviously, last uh, Friday, it's been on the news all weekend, the um, the the, the uh, uh, Dobbs um Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe Wade had quite an impact. Um, it was, I am, I am glad to see not near as much uh, rioting occurred as uh, I think many people thought was going to happen. 
and uh, I was a little concerned about coming to the Capitol today, but we haven't seen anything up here yet. Um, but if you're not familiar, in Texas, we have the uh, trigger bill. It was uh, Bill 1280, House Bill 1280, uh, that passed last session that said um, in the event, in the case that Roe v. Wade is overturned or changed or if that decision is uh, it is changed in any way that there would be a 30-day, um, uh, 30-day trigger for the complete banning of abortion in the state of Texas. So on July 24th, that's where we'll be. So, where give us some of your feelings, just uh, Angela, on all of this. Well, Matt, um, you know we have watched some writing. I think Arizona experienced. Some- serious writing at their state capital. Right. But like you're saying, we're not seeing anything in Austin today. And I think that speaks for the fact that Texas has always been a pro-life state. And we're going to stay a pro-life state. Yeah. Um, I think I know that there will be the battles. But it's not going to It's not going to just be a given that um, this next legislative session, for instance, who knows what the... Um, so abortion folks will bring to the table. I don't know. But yeah. I, as I see it right now, this um, state loves life, and we're going to continue to work to protect it. You know, Fredericksburg had a pro-Roe, a pro, uh, pro-abortion pro rally yesterday. Did you know that? I did not know that. On Sunday. Oh, did they? Yes, on Sunday. What time would you think that people who want to kill babies would have a pro-abortion rally on Sunday. Go ahead and guess. I know Angela, she's there looking at me. 10 o'clock, Sunday morning. Yeah, of course. 10 o'clock, yeah. Sunday morning. When they should have been in church. <laughs> when, when everybody else was in church. When everybody else was in way. church. I was singing praises to the Lord yes. at 10 o'clock to say So it. give you some kind of an idea. And some surprising things, I was... Um, in the uh, Texas scorecard, no, I'm sorry, in the Texan, was an article that was released on Friday, as a matter of fact, and they were at a, uh, a, a clinic worker in Houston said that they were, uh, the cl- clinic was completely closed. I mean, that day, they just closed it on mm-hmm. Friday. And then I think in Austin, there was some place I was reading that there were some people waiting in. There was a waiting room, and it's not in this article, but there was a waiting room where there were ladies waiting for an abortion, and they were told, we are closed right now, and they sent everybody home. It just makes me want to come back in 20 years, and, and who was the last woman in line? Yeah. You know, who was the next? What was the next baby that was going to die, and where would that, 20 years from now, where's that child yes. going to be? That um, I find that very interesting. Um, the other thing that I think hasn't surprised us, but we had been hearing about this the last couple of weeks, about businesses, big businesses saying they'll pay for yes. their um, pregnant employees. And most of the time, that would be women. Yes. So they're <laughs> they're so they're willing to pay for uh, your out of state travel, including lodging yes. and 
lodging and, and transportation yep. and all of that. The corporate businesses, Matt, you know, I used to be in, uh, work with Airbnb no longer. Uh, since COVID and the things that they tried to do to my business, my personal uh, guest house business, I absolutely discontinued doing work with them. And over the weekend, I see now that they are also going to pay for their you know, employees' abortions. So it, it, it just it just solidifies every time I see what someone like Airbnb is doing um, that I no longer want to be a part of them. You know, a lot of big uh, companies. We've been really big on pushing Tesla to come to the come to yes. Texas, yeah. and we've succeeded in getting Tesla quite a few good Tesla operations in Texas. And and frankly, I'm uh, happy with that. And I'm not going to defend it right now, but I'm a Tesla fan. And uh, so there you go, slap me around, whatever you want to do. Um, but uh, we'll, maybe we'll do a show sometime and uh, talk about that. I am not for the elimination of oil, but uh, I like the Tesla. He likes that car. I like the Tesla. He that's, likes cars. That's right? it. That's what it comes down to. That's a fun car. Here's something I haven't heard anybody say. All right, so you're an employer. Let's just kind of throw the Dobbs decision out the window. You're an employer. You've got a lot of employees. Um, employees get sick. Right. Right. You have to give them time off. Right. right. And you have to pay sick leave. Yeah. Right. And that's part of you hire somebody that's good and you pay their sick leave. And of course, getting sick, there's, you know, you, not much you can do about it. And then employees also have to, I don't know how we're going to put this, deal with pregnant employees. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty normal. What would you, and see, here's where I'm going to get in trouble. What, what, how, how productive were you when you were, you were, you've been there once. Yes, I've been never there. been there. Matt, you've so, never been there? I have but never you been you know there. that you might, could have been? I could have, could have been. been. Yeah, I could have been, and what I missed it completely. That's what they're telling you these days. So, they're, let's, here's, I'm just going to talk out of my ignorance. Sure. Morning, morning sickness. Um, not much. Not much, but it's not untypical, right? It's not untypical. You're always going to have a little bit of sickness. And so, have a lot more. and so if you're a pregnant employee, it's you're going to be late on some mornings. You're not going to be as productive on Sundays. Would we would we agree with that? Okay. I didn't skip a beat. You didn't skip a beat. But that's me. Okay. Okay, now, and uh, I, I don't ruminate on how I feel. Right. Ever, really. I mean, I just do what I'm supposed to do and need to do. Now, if I had been bedridden for whatever right. reason, um, yeah, I, I hope that I could say that I'm such a great employee that my employer understands and loves life and it's family-friendly. And it's going to take care of you, yes. right? It's so family-friendly, they they understand. So here, here was my thinking, a man's thinking on this. Um, all the responsibilities that under law now, uh, uh, if you have a pregnant employee, they mm-hmm. get maternal leave. Yes. They're going to get, they have, they're going to have more doctor visits than a healthy employee, sure. right? Sure. They're going to, again, maybe be uh, uh, late on a few mornings. They're going to have, and then at some point, I guess, and here's my ignorance again, can you work right up? I guess depending on the woman, you can work right up to, work right up to the last day, and and, uh, you did, and you did. Okay. Everybody can do that. It's so so individual. And then you're gone for a few days? A couple of weeks. 
a cup oh, depending, of wheat. Depending on what you've just, you know, just how you're delivering. Uh, okay. And then uh, maternal leave, uh, maternity leave yeah. now that we're, that companies are, or many companies yeah. are forced to pay, that can go on for months and so you don't have the no. employee there? No, I, I mean, it's not going to go on. It depends on the company, what they want to give you. Yeah. But, like, my son was given maternity leave for two weeks. Pater- with, paternity with, leave. Paternity leave with his with his wife. It was just super home for two weeks. I was like, that's awesome. Um, but I think I was, I took plenty of time off. I probably took two to four weeks off. Okay. And, um, yeah, so everybody's different. So here's, here's what I'm getting at. The cost to a company, mm-hmm. the, 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 the long-term cost to a company to take a pregnant employee and fly them out of state and put them up in a hotel room and pay for the abortion mm-hmm. is probably going to cost less than keeping a pregnant employee on and having to cover all the expenses of a pregnant employee. Am I, can I, can I say, can I we say could, that? We could, we could do some number crunching, sure. And then we could decide whether you're working for a company that is family friendly and loves life or not. Yeah. That's just what you're, that is, that is, comes down to the heart and um, it becomes a moral issue at yeah. some point. So I guess that was my, uh, it seems like all the, everybody talks about the greedy corporations and how yeah. greedy they are. And it just seems to me that paying for that little trip and the abortion, mm-hmm. um, that might be more of a concern to their bottom line right. than it is to, quote, women's health care. Yeah. What, what are they talking about? Women's, yes, women's health care. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that theory? I think it's, you may be right because, I, I mean, when you look at these large corporations and um, how they've gone so woke, mm-hmm. um, this, this is part of their wokeness is that um, not, not recognizing when life begins mm-hmm. and not valuing when life begins is just part of their wokeness. And okay. so they don't really care if they're going to det- what they're terminating. They're not terminating them. They just don't care. Right. Um, they're covering themselves and following following the crowd, if you will. I mean, if that's who you want to work for, knock yourself out. But um, I cannot see me as a female, a woman, carrying life, going up to my boss and saying, hey, dude, I'm pregnant. Would you, you know, send me to California? Yeah. And would you pay for it? Are, are you kidding? Mm. I'm not even going to do that. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thanks for your input on that. And I'm going to do my best to not get pregnant. Um, here in the whatever <laughs> few years I have left. Um, and so I hope I didn't uh, insult anyone on my take on that, but it just seemed uh, it just seemed uh, very interesting that all these companies were stepping up so quickly to offer yeah. that service. Okay. And I'm thinking there's a financial, there's got to be a financial yeah, part in that. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll probably, uh, I don't know if we're going to rant about Cornyn um, or if we're going to talk about why we're at the Capitol or we're going to do both, but we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hi, 
Hi, folks. We are back. Uh, Angela Smith, say hi, Angela. Good morning out there in Hill Country land. <laughs> there we go. We are camped out on the second floor of the uh, Pink Dome in the People's Republic of Austin, waiting for the Senate Health and Human Services um, Committee to meet, and they're going to be taking um, public testimony on pandemic response. Yes. What have you, do you have your, what's a, give us an outline. What's going to be your theme of your, of your uh, uh, testimony, Angela? Well, this is going to be easy, Matt. Uh, I told Matt, I got up this morning. Oh, last night I was talking to him about this, and I was a little bit foggy on it. And I was like, now, what are we, exactly what are they asking us? And exactly, yada, yada, and he's getting a little info. And I was like, oh, yeah, got it, got it, got it. And then this morning, I told him I got up, hit the floor, and when I started really thinking about what I needed to say, I was getting mad. So uh, You've got pages. Yes. You know you only have two minutes. And, and that's what I told you. <laughs> I only have two minutes, so I'm trying to gather together my thoughts. So this is how it starts out, Matt. While the Texas legislature sat back and did nothing to call for a special session after 15, 30 days of Governor Abbott's emergency declaration, I'm going to be listing all the things that were going on out here. So when they asked for, and in their wonderful, what I call their, what I said, I said their necessary governmental language right. that they're using to describe the purpose for today, which is examining the impact of state and federal pandemic policies examining how regulatory guidance impacted the patient-doctor relationship. I'm about to give it to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we need to do that. So yeah. if you have a chance, go to Texas Legislature online, and you can watch our testimony. Um, if not, we might be able to pull it up and uh, save it for you, maybe play it tomorrow on uh, the radio. But um, So that's why we're here. All right. No, we're still not over um, John Cornyn's. No. Uh, oh, listen. Um, I had another. I've had several conversations about whether he should have been booed or not, and that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And I think I've brought people around. You know, he is unfortunately he is elected by us and should respond to us. And uh, so, yeah, I think he had that coming. And uh, so, I don't want to go over that again. But he has now been sending out uh, myth and fact sheets. Yes. Um, on his letterhead, John Cornyn letterhead, and someone asked me what I thought about this uh, material, um, and I went through, and it's obviously all his take on everything. Is yes. there anything in there? You've got it in front of you, Angela. Anything in there? Red, what are we, red flag laws? What are we looking exactly. at? Go ahead. I'm looking at this, Matt, and, and what Cornyn fails to even address is the slippery slope he's now put us into. And in fact, we have uh, organizations in Texas calling for a special session right now, calling Abbott to say we need a special session so that we can get those red flag laws in place. Yeah. That's what they're doing right now. Including, so while, including sorry to interrupt you, including, uh, Republican, uh, including Republicans. In fact, uh, there are a couple of Republican mayors. Yes that are joining the Democrat mayors yes. to call yeah. right. All right, go ahead. So what I have in my little hands here, as we're seeing all used to say, mm -hmm. is the document that uh, 
Senator Corning sent out to the CFRW. Texas, Federation of Republican Women. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what PFRW is, most, if not all, of your local Republican women groups are working under the umbrella of the Texas Federation of Republican Women. And that's because the TFRW uh, offers resources and information and, and helps get these, these, these little local groups up and running quickly. And you and I know what it takes to get any kind of group up and running, right? That's not an easy thing. But if you just, you know, call up the TFRW and say, hey, we'd like to get started, boom, you're in business when you send them um, monthly, I think it's monthly dues, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of money. <coughs> they, excuse me. They want a, they want a portion of your... Uh, piece of the, they want a piece of the pie, so, right? So gonna, they say they're going to offer you something and you're going to basically pay for it, Okay. That may be all fine and good uh, until the members start disseminating policy information from the TFRW. Please, folks out there, do not take direct your policy direction from the TFRW. It is generally um, very progressive, if not outright. I, I, I just look at this that John Cornyn sent out, and I'm disgusted by it. Um, but folks out there, especially my sweet Republican women out there, are drinking this like it's the Kool-Aid, okay? Yeah. And we just need to give John Cornyn a little bit of grace and a little bit of room. We need to talk to him more. We need to yeah. send him a few more emails and that. Yeah. You know, after what he has done to us, look, he has absolutely, we have enough tyranny that wants to come for us, and the only thing that's in between us and tyranny is my firearm, okay? Right. And they know. So where are they going to go? What are they going to go for? They're going to start here. And if y'all haven't, listen, Republicans, if you haven't paid attention to California, California produced Ronald Reagan. Yes. Uh, that's what California used to be. Texas can definitely go the same direction. And then with, with congressional help from John Cornyn's of the world, we will end up there. And now, like you said, Matt, we have some municipalities, sending mayors, and that sort of thing, asking, begging, begging yeah. uh, Governor Abbott for a special session so that we can implement some of these red flag laws that were so desperately needed. Yeah. While, he, while Cornyn sits back and says, this creates the, the myth that it does not force states who don't already have red flag laws to adopt them. It just encourages it. Okay? Yeah. But yeah. sending them money, sending states like ours money, Believe me, it's coming, and you will be encouraged, if not forced, to bring about red left flag laws in our own state. Yeah. So please do not take your policy directives from the CFRW right now. Yeah, and 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 um, you know this is the same organization that awarded a the only pro-abortion Republican yes. in the Texas House female. Yes, this organization. Picked her to honor her yes. a couple of years ago. A pro-abortion Republican. Yes. Uh, that is the TFRW. And I, you know, I hate to say that I, I don't know. Is everything they do bad? No. I don't know. That's, I, I would, that, that, I'm not going to say that. Not that. I wouldn't say that about most organizations. I would. I would definitely say that there are some good things that they are doing. But I'm just going to say when it comes to policy. I've already listened to their policy director talk about CRT, critical race theory. She did not have a grasp of it. 
She didn't know where it came from. She did not know the depth of how deep it is and how it's already baked into our school system. She did not have the necessary information. And if I was only taking policy directives from her, I would think, oh, well, everything's okay. Literally, when she walked away, I would have thought that CRT has been banned in schools and we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's what she, that's what she brought to the table, and it's not enough. So we've got more things on here. Oh, that looks like uh, Fort Worth uh, people right there. That looks like friends. See, our comrades are showing up. Yes. So um, John Cornyn, uh, he's trying to, what he's done is he's got a, sh a sheet out that he says is myth versus fact. And so he's trying to kind of twist everything that we're saying is wrong with this. Um, the red flag laws is probably the scariest. And he's saying, well, yes. we're not going to create a red flag law. In federal. Law. And federally, of course we can't do that, but... We're going to put a whole lot of money on the table, and if you want that money, and they're going to give it to, uh, let's see, give it to programs like veterans courts, drug courts, um, mental, uh, mental health centers, uh, things like that. And so when it comes to your local area and your local person says, well, don't you want to help the veterans? Don't yeah. you want the drug thing? Uh, um, don't you want to fight the drugs and, uh, you know, take care of the mental health and you, and, and what are you going to say? No, you know, are you going to say no? I mean, there, this will be used against you, yes, it will. against your conscience. They will yes. attempt to use it against your conscience and say that it is, um, well, there's, their strings can't be that bad. Um, but they are. They're going to be that bad. And uh, we're already seeing it in our school lunch programs with the strings that are coming on that. Um, and so these are just one more, this is just one more set of screens, yeah. and they're going to use veterans and drug addicts yes. to sell it to you. What else do you have? Well, I'm just going to talk about um, the fact that he says that the red flag laws will not allow us to tell the police or healthcare professionals that someone is, quote, crazy and that they immediately need to have their guns taken away. He says that, listen to this, Matt. Right. He says that this bill ensure that doesn't happen right. through strong and comprehensive due process requirements. We already have strong and due, strong and comprehensive due process measurements. Yes, that, we do. That would, are, are already there. Why is he saying that this bill gives more of that? So that when I do call and up, and somebody's called up about me and says, Angela is a crazy Republican conservative Christian. Right. He's telling me that there's going to be strong and comprehensive due process requirements that I don't get thrown in jail? Right. He's seriously saying that there are, that that is going to be a, a process that's actually going to work. Yeah. It's not. So, so don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. He, 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 like he, when he can put this measures down into like a page and a half, right. I'm telling you, he's trying to dumb, uh, he, he thinks we're so dumb that will believe a page and a half of his myth versus fact statement, right. and that there is nothing to worry about, Matt. Nothing yeah, at nothing all. to see There's here. no slippery slopes here. There's nothing about that. I'm going to tell you that when the, when, when the federal government sends money in, via grants, grant funding, to any of your local municipalities, there is something to look at, and you should be worried. Absolutely, and we've been trying to say that. Um, you know, we've been laughed at at city council meetings, county commissioners meetings. It's like, oh, we're going to take that free money from yes. Washington, D.C., and 
It's just the norm. That's what we were told in uh, Fredericksburg. Look, it's just a normal. We sign these all the time. Yes. There's nothing unusual about it. And then there isn't until there is. And, um, and then and then I always get the question, how did we get here? And how are we doing about it? Yeah, how do we get here? And what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? I don't see anybody doing about it. Well, I said, well, you know, and, and you left it to Governor Abbott and your mayors and all these guys to just take in the dough. It's done. Yeah, it's done. It deal. You bake the cake. And so tonight, I'm going to go all the way back to tonight yes. at uh, the budget hearing for the city of Fredericksburg. The school. The school. Yes. This is your opportunity. Yes. This is it tonight. And I can't tell you how many times over the years we've been told, well, this is great. You're coming in here after we've already made the decisions. Yes. You weren't here when we discussed all these things. And, and you and I would agree. We would that's, agree. That's when the hard work is done. That's right. Correct. Yes. Just like when we went to the uh, convention last week. All of the hard work was done the first three, four days, right? Yep. You were there. You know how it was. It's hard work. It's long hours. It's, it's monotonous almost. Mm -hmm. But that's when the sausage is made. And, and so for, us to, for anyone to come in after you sat there on the rules committee as the uh, representing SD24, if I come in and... On Friday. Friday. Yeah. With my red hat and my red lipstick on and my red high heel shoes and say, <laughs> what's going on around here? Yeah. You know, it, it's, that's not, that would not be right to me. No, it's not. And it's not right of us to do our, really, to do our city councils and our, and our school board that way. Amen. We need to be there doing the tough work with them. We need to do that. Them. At least listening. At, folks, at least let's go and listen. And pay attention. Yes. If yeah. you don't think you have anything to speak about, you're you're too concerned about that, you don't really have your thoughts gathered on it, go listen. You are smart people. You will gather your thoughts really, really quick, and you will have something to say later. There you go. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll get back and wrap this up um, before um, we go over and testify in front of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Folks, we are back, Angela Smith and Matt Long. We are at the uh, state capital of Texas. Uh, we uh, typically refer to it as the Pink Dome in the People's Republic of Austin, and it is pretty. It's made out of uh, out of uh, granite from uh, that comes from uh, in Central Texas. Yes, it does, Matt. And uh, beautiful. it's a very, very beautiful building. We're very proud of it. It is purposefully built about three feet taller than the U.S. Capitol on purpose. It's just a smidgen taller because... We're Texans. Because we're Texans, what can we say? Um, if you haven't been down here, um, it's a great time between sessions. Uh, come down and come around and make your way around. It's empty, empty, empty. Uh, the con Where we're sitting right now is uh, right in front of the entrance to the to the House Chambers. We are just down the hall from the Senate Chambers, but uh, very easy. Um, uh, normally, during session, we couldn't even sit here and have a conversation like this because right. it would be so crowded, so loud. But we're here. Hey, you and I and a whole bunch of other people on Friday night in Kerrville went and saw Rick Green. Yes, we did. Yeah, awesome. Wasn't that great? Biblical citizenship. It just doesn't any. It just does not get any better. 
and to be there on the day with Rick when um, the Dobbs case yes. was decided. Oh, it's amazing. And to just see how thrilled he was yes. and uh, telling about his story and, and where he and his family were and how they've spent so many years fighting that. You know, there were a lot, lots and lots of people that were very, very emotionally tied into this decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, that it worked for, well, for 50 years. Yes. And, um, and so uh, there were so many different reactions. One of the things that struck me, he did kind of an intro to the biblical citizenship course, basically kind of raising interest for that. Isn't that sure. what you would say what it was? Sure. I think it, he gave, gave us that overview of what you would get if you went through the, uh, I believe it's a nine or ten week yeah. course. Um, lots of fun meeting your like-minded friends and just doing a video series, basically. Yeah. Unless he's doing it online live. There's yeah. lots of different ways to do it. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so that is what he was there. And the interesting thing is there uh, There was a point in there where my attitude kind of changed. And I'm thinking, you know, I hear this so much. I hear this so often. Why is he going over the same things over liberty and God-given rights and the Constitution and the history and the Bill of Rights and where did they come from? And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I've, I've heard this a thousand times and I look around the room and I realize that not everybody has heard this that's right, Matt. I mean, when we go to these things, and I want to speak a couple hundred people there. Yeah, I think there's at least 200. Yeah, excellent people there. I mean, I definitely know I'm looking around the room going, these people have, they've never heard this in, in their lifetime. Some of them, especially if they're really young. And then some of our older folks, I mean, it's just been a long time, and I really think our culture and our government has so stifled the message of liberty and the um, the the fact that our founders seriously looked to their creator mm-hmm. for their inspiration and for the um, foundations of the Constitution. You know, it was amazing. That was a little section of it was going over the what they call the founders. I guess that list is about two hundred and fifty. They've got some little list of these. This is how we officially call them founders. Mm-hmm. You know. And by the way, Abraham Lincoln wasn't one of them. That's uh, one of those uh, trick questions. Lincoln was not a founder. Um, But anyway, they go through it, and he said that all but 10 of that 250 or 60 were devout Christians who spoke of their Christianity, who referred to it in letters, who were open about it. And even of those 10 who weren't, they they weren't atheists. They weren't deists, as we often hear. And then he went to one of my favorite Ben Franklin um, stories, and that was um, during the uh, convention in Philadelphia when um, when they were hitting a brick wall, literally hitting a brick wall. And if you go to Madison's daily notes on uh, the Constitutional Convention, by the way, if you've never done that, it's a lot of fun. Um, and but Madison kept the best notes, and they hit a wall late in the process, and they weren't getting anywhere. And uh, that's when Ben Franklin and uh, he did not read, he did not deliver this. He wrote it, but was unable at his age. He was in his eighties mm-hmm. when the, and he was unable to 
he said to even remember all the words. So he would write it down and have someone else read it. But here we go, Ben Franklin, you know, everybody talks about he was a deist and didn't believe in God and all this. And yet Ben Franklin gives this speech where he reminds these founders where they've come from, that you have relied upon God all the way through this, from every fight, from every... Uh, the miracles that we saw happen in our fight for independence, and we, we gathered daily, and we prayed every single day, and he says, here we are running up against the wall and writing the uh, uh, Constitution, and we have yet to stop. He said, we hadn't stopped and asked God's guidance on me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that story is so familiar to me, and yet I don't know how many people know that story. And uh, I just want to suggest on this biblical citizenship course, you can take it online without going into any kind of classes, but it is so much better. I would like to encourage you to go find that when it's being offered in your area and uh, take that course. Listen, even if you think you know all this stuff, um, I get caught in that trap. And uh, I, that's because we know a lot of stuff, man. And I, there are times that we all need to be reminded, and um, I need to be reminded that I need to share more and more of what of, of the basics. Right. And uh, we're just not uh, hitting that as good as we should. And uh, this this idea that we we as a country made a compact with God. And we need to stand up and honor that. Yes. And I think that we are slowly coming around. You know, uh, Mr. Green, um, he said, don't get discouraged. He, he was talking about how he gets discouraged. Sure. Um, and then he looks around at a crowd like we saw on Friday night. And he said, but it's easy for us to get discouraged. And he says, don't get discouraged. We know what we're up against. God's got our back on this. And uh, don't give up, because we will have victories like we did on Friday. Yes, we will. And so that was, um, I just want to encourage you to go check that out. Um, Patriot Academy, uh, pay, go look up Patriot Academy and see what you can do. And uh, if you're offering those uh, courses in Kerrville or Fredericksburg anytime soon again, let me know, and I'll get it on the air. All right, we are completely out of time. Angela, thank you for meeting me up here this morning. Thank you, Matt. This is going to be a good day. All right. There we go. Uh, pray for us as we give our testimony. We'll yes. talk to you tomorrow.